the Reality Check, where we talk about real shit with your host, Mark Patterson. Welcome to episode nine of the Reality Check, where we talk about real shit. I'm your humble host, Mark Patterson, and today I have Andrew Antwi uh, as my guest. Again, another Drexel student we have on today, Um, and we're going to talk about uh, just kind of like what I really want to hit on is how you made the decision to go to college Mm -hmm. and also just like your general upbringing, general interest. So let's let's start there. Just give a little the audience a bit of context of who you are, where you're from, um, because I think they'll also take some interest in that as well. So my name is Andrew Antwi, as you just said. I'm from Ghana. I'm 18 years old. I've been in America since the fall of 2015. I was in. I've been in boarding school for eight years, mm-hmm. and I think the last two of my the last two years of boarding school was in America. Yeah, I was in boarding school in Virginia. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Ghana, I was in boarding school 2008. That's not the first time I went to boarding school. So yeah, and I have one sister. She's a chill guy. Well, <laughs> that's it. What's uh so coming to the states? Mm-hmm. What was like the biggest cultural shock factor for you? The biggest cultural shock was more like ignorance of how people have towards different cultures. First, it was towards my culture in the sense uh. of like Ghana, the country, Africa, the continent, and like being black, and that's that looks like three different phases of like shocks, mm. and then. I realized that my friends who were from other countries were also experiencing the same thing, but everyone just had a different way of reacting to the ignorance. Interesting. Mm-hmm. How so? Elaborate on that a little more. Like, which, the people, how did they react? Yeah. Oh, like, so, for, for instance, well, the first thing that caught my eye was that Africa is a country, and I was like, oh, my God. Ah. That, that, yeah. one, that one was like... That's like a... Universal, yeah. Now I was like, okay, thing in the states, just geography is not our thing. Yep. And, and I always feel like I had to do more than say I was from Ghana mm. because it was like I know when I said I was from Ghana, it was either gonna be wait, where's that or what's that. And apart from that, so maybe you're saying that maybe it's a country in Africa, I'm like, oh, you're from Africa, then you already see the facial reaction, the oh, and then it mm. starts with the whole, does he even know English? That's, that's, how should I act? Like, you could tell when people don't have to speak it's to like be honest. It's like a deer in headlights. Yeah, so you, you like, just don't know yeah, what to do. You just know exactly what you're thinking. And it's more like you just look down upon instantly. And you just have to prove yourself time after time after time. So, Interesting. Just, yeah. yeah, I think it's like you... I also feel this too. Like People really get trapped in these bubbles mm-hmm. and really don't understand yep. how shit works. Then it's, it's just... I don't know. Sometimes it gets... I think... Initially, I felt the need to explain to everyone else, but then it's like, believe me or not, but like two months ago, let's say, was it two months ago? Two months ago, uh-huh. I met with a friend, and I was talking to her about like how this whole like African stereotype thing was, and she was telling me that like, why do I need to feed on to that energy? Because it's like, you don't have to prove yourself to everyone. If right. you do your, if you do your own shit and you do your own thing right and you prove your own self right, it's gonna manifest. Globally, it's going to manifest culture. It's going to manifest in everything else. Mm-hmm. So if we stop think overthinking exactly what people are thinking of us, we're just going to move forward. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. It's a backward thinking. It's backward thinking to have to go back into that headspace of re recreating or reimagining yourself to someone else's perceptive. So yeah, rather just like 
let them figure let, it like, out. Let them, let them figure it out, to be honest. Yeah, I think, yeah, that's also just a danger with society as well, especially, yep. you know, just because things are can be made so much more public now yep. with, you know, social media and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, people get caught up in, like, what others think and their, how they th- believe they're interpreted mm-hmm. so much to the point where it's just like... And I, I do think it's getting better with social media. Like, for instance, something like YouTube. People are there... Like, I feel like YouTube is such a powerful thing because mm-hmm. I feel like every individual can find themselves in a YouTuber somewhere, somehow. Be the gamer... Be the quiet one, be the loud one, be the party animal, mm-hmm. be like the singer. Be the, I don't know. It's like I feel like everyone can find that person in there, and it's just a matter of getting people who are not necessarily in that shell to be open to learn more about the different shell. Right. From here, so, you know. I agree. So this is an interesting question. Mm-hmm. If I had to limit you mm-hmm. to one social media platform, mm-hmm. what would it be? Oh. I think I'll choose YouTube. Yeah? YouTube. Why? It's not, it's weirdly, it's not something I would choose. Like, I, thinking about it now, I choose YouTube because it has, I think it has a lot of power. It has a lot of power in the sense that with YouTube, you can see what's happening around the world. You can watch live, you can watch mm. live TV on YouTube. Right. You can watch shows on YouTube. You can be yourself on YouTube. And it's just more like an avenue where you can explain and be yourself, and say you're not limited to probably Instagram where you're just looking at pictures and maybe posting a picture with a little post. But I feel like YouTube just opens the space to be a bigger platform. Snapchat, for instance, you know, Snapchat is just for show off, to be honest. I call it a show off. I love it, but at the same time, too, everyone knows you snap to show off. You don't snap for anything else. I disagree. You do? I literally, I use Snapchat mm-hmm. just to literally document my day-to-day life. Like, mm-hmm. I really, I don't change how I do anything. I just, like, take a video or post a photo of it because I think that really helps enhance your personal brand. Mm-hmm. And also, because I'm... I, I was in... Well, still am, but, like, the classic vintage car space. And people are like, oh, that's, like, the car guys mm-hmm. in the cars. And a lot of the stuff, like... It's just to make it more accessible. Like... Those, like, old Jags, Porsches, and stuff, like, they used to be, like, affordable at one point. Like, you could go to, like, a junkyard, find, like, an old MG, which you probably don't even know what it is. But, like, for, like, a few hundred bucks, put a hundred into it and, like, go racing with it. And, like, have a cool, like, little sports car. Versus, like, now that same car, like, a nice one, could run, like, mid, like, 15 to 20. Dang. So just to be, like, just show people, like, that the stuff's out there. Like, hey, like... That, like, seeing a piece of Snapchat content about the car could be, like, the same as, like, if it were, like, the 1960s and there was that little boy on the block that saw, like, a car, a certain car drive by. You know what I mean? Yeah, the reason I'm saying that, the reason why I'm saying this is because, at least coming from my culture, and like, Ghanaians, like, I don't know, okay, my friends on Snapchat, let me not generalize it, my friends on Snapchat want to snap to show probably I'm in Dubai, for instance, mm. or maybe look at the amount of money I have today. Right. Or look at... Um, my new house, look at where I'm traveling to. Oh, I'm in a plane, I'm traveling. Or these new clothes I have. Oh, I'm going shopping and stuff like that. And I feel like it's very dangerous because you can do what you're talking about. Right. I feel like Instagram does that, but takes away, it's more genuine. But with right. Snapchat, it's like, huh. Well, on, on the other hand, too, 
with Snapchat, you're giving an yeah, insider look. Yeah, with Snapchat, I feel like it's good for just, like, raw, unpolished mm-hmm. content. I feel yep. like Instagram is, like, more, like, like, people want really nice photos. Yep. Like, Snapchat, I'm like, I just like that. It's no wrong. one has a high expectation for, yep. like, what a story is mm-hmm. going to look like. Like, you can put effort into it in terms of, like, cutting videos up and, like, editing them and throwing them on Snapchat. But, like, Generally you can literally just, like, with your phone and, like, whatever. Like, it's just, like, I like the rawness of it. Of Snapchat. And I think, I get what you're saying about, like, the show-off part, but I really think that's just exposing the person. Like, yeah. what, like that person's going to want to show off regardless. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? It's, it's just, like, exposing uh, I, I, that I do, person's I do, I do laugh that up. I just that... The way I've been exposed to people's use of it and people's like how people use it, that's only that's my only problem. But I think it has a lot of potential to be more powerful yeah. than it is right now. Now for me, if I had if I asked myself the same question, I'd probably choose Facebook. Facebook? Actually I would. Because it really it's basically every social media platform in one. Like you can post stories, you can stream live content, you can post videos of any length. You can write long blog articles if you want. You can write little updates if you want. You can still equip them with hashtags. Then you can go from a business standpoint, you can run strategic like Facebook ads. You still have the follow aspect and messaging. You know, it's all there. And you I, can video chat within. Like, it's just like every, it has everything, everything in there. Yep. I do like Facebook, but my only concern, I don't know if it's really a concern because of my, my social group or my age group, but I feel like Facebook. Like the only reason why I got back to Facebook recently was because in Drexel, so like, if you wanna if you join a club or you join something, like you get posts through Facebook or maybe you just wanna see like trendy videos or stuff like that through Facebook. But my friends, for instance, you're like, oh, you still use Facebook, and I can tell you that sixty percent and seventy percent of my friends still ask me, like, you still use Facebook when I told them I use Facebook, and I'm like, mm-hmm. is it losing its market in terms of like the millennials and going towards? I don't know. Is it that? They, this is what I feel like happened. Initially, Facebook started out to be the social media app where you just got to talk to friends and stuff like right. that. Then Instagram, Snapchat, then YouTube, it all these like things became like famous. Yep. And all those three things came up. And it's like, oh, people started leaving Facebook. But I feel like people will get back to Facebook when they get to the more business side or maybe more professional side, maybe post-college, more connections. Agreed. Yep. So I think, yeah, that's, that's I do believe Facebook is good. Just Agreed. And market. I also haven't... Well, I haven't. I need to explore it more, but like, just because it has all those features, like, I can't really think of someone who's like. I think there's a potential to be like a Facebook influencer. Mm-hmm. Like that's your platform. Yep. Especially because like you could post literally any kind of kind Videos, of content on it. Literally text. any. That's true. Now I don't think you can. Ho- I don't know. You could figure it out. How I don't think you can embed audio in a post, but you can always like post the links. Oh, you can. Oh, like just audio. Oh, I, right yeah, to the yeah. point where like it won't punch like flip me back out to like oh. a SoundCloud or yeah. or iTunes. Oh, yeah, to like true. have like a podcast section. Oh yeah, I don't think or just yeah, like audio content. I think you're just working towards it later on. Yeah, so I think think that's really interesting. So especially coming from Ghana, mm-hmm. I'm curious to how you found out about Drexel and mm-hmm. then like going before that, like made the decision to come to, to, come, to come to college, like pursue college. Period. Okay. Okay, college. Okay. Okay, let's start with Drexel. So with Drexel, so when I was in boarding school in Virginia, I was in like in the middle of nowhere in Virginia. I don't probably I don't know if you probably know. It's called Christchurch, Virginia. Mm-hmm. Shout out, shout out. But mm-hmm. it's like it's more like what you think of when you think of like a summer vacation 
with the lake, the river, the cabins, the woods, maybe the nice cottages, nice houses, just like the getaway. Yeah. So it was the getaway spot. And I lived there. It was, I was in morning school, so I was there for two years. And I was like, okay, okay. It was in the south as well. And uh-huh. I was like, I do like this environment, but at the same time, there's just something that's not clicking with me. Uh-huh. Socially, environmentally. Because the environment, it was fun. It was beautiful. Like, uh-huh. The view from my classroom was a river, and it was beautiful. But at the same time, I was like, in college, do I see myself here? Do I see myself relying on someone to drive me everywhere? Do I see myself even driving? Because I don't have my license yet. Yeah, believe it or not, I don't have my license. So mm-hmm. I was like, I wanted to be in a city, first of all, because mm-hmm. I'm very independent. So I just want to be, I don't want to rely on anyone. I want to go outside and be like, okay, I'm going to get this, get back to my room and do my own thing. Okay. I don't want to have to call my friend to do this. And one of the things is that being up north, I wanted to experience being in the north. Because in the south, obviously, you're in the Trump election. You just got to see a lot of people's true colors. Yeah. And sometimes it was maybe too much to handle uh-huh. and too much to process. But, you know, I just needed to get away from it for a while. So I think that was the main... And I had friends in Drexel, so I was like, oh, Drexel is good. We have the co-op. We have a good city, like between New York and D.C., so if you want to be in a city, then probably the perfect place to be. And I was like, okay. Right. No, well, that's probably the main thing. And also, the second question was college. Yeah. Okay, for me, college has never been like, like, I never had the option that I'm not going to do college. Like, it's just one of those things that... It's, well, it's like an expectation yeah, for it's, your parents? Yeah, yep, it's an expectation for my parents, first of all, and in society, for, second of all. Because it's one of the things that's like, your parents, like my mom, for instance, didn't go to college. She's working. But at the same time, it was more like the potential of what she could have been in the Ghanaian society if she went to college. Mm. So it was more like, okay, then you got no choice. And I just, in this age, almost 95, 95% of my friends are in college. So it's right. the social pressure of, you don't want to be the one everyone sees at home. What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? And it's, so just to be safe and to be in like, you know, a more streamlined head headspace, I just chose college, you know? Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, now, let's say your parents were much more like open to you, like doing mm-hmm. whatever you wanted to do, and they would back it. Would you have still gone to college, or as soon as you did, or would you think you would have like took a year and traveled, or what? Um, I would have tested it. To be honest, I uh, think I would have tested it because there's there's no there's nothing that's really stopped me from not wanting to go to college. I always wanted to test it and see how much, and I'm still testing it. It's, mm-hmm. I've been here. For for like three, four months, and I'm still testing. Yeah, because you're a freshman. Yep. So, you know, so I feel like that decision will be made probably later on in my colleges. But at this moment, I just like the connections I'm making. And, you know, it's it's just, it's it's a good time. I think it's a good time. For me, the trap I kind of fell into was that I didn't really, I didn't really think into college as much as I should have in terms of is it actually what I want to do because I was always just like head down like working like just blinders were on like going so then I got to college was doing it for a while and then got to year well the start of my fourth year so I already completed three so it was like three and a quarter years and three and a half years in then I was just like why am I not learning anything Mm. like when I looked back I was like I should have some pretty, like, relevant... Relevant things. Like, education by now, and it's just not there. And I just found it totally absurd. And then I, like, really started thinking about, like, the price point of it 
And because I mean, Drexel freshman year is seventy grand, mm-hmm. and then thereafter is like around the fifty grand mark. Yep. And then depending on like your scholarship money or whatever, like it, you know, it depends on where you yep. went up. Like if I like had a full ride, mm-hmm. I mean, I would have just finished because it's free. Yep. But my thing was like I've, I asked like students from here this like Temple like they were like if I, if you didn't have any scholarship mm-hmm. money and you had to pay it up front, which is what the price of it is, is it worth? Is the the education worth the price point? Everyone says no. So I'm like, I get it's not your money, yep. but you're still investing your you time, your be... effort, and I don't know. It's just like... Years of fame back. It's just kind of like playing into do, the Do you know system. the weird thing? My high school was pretty weird in the sense that... In a good way. Since we're uh, in a good way, it was because they focused so much on like experience and knowing what's beyond... Like Basically, it was more of education... That stuck with you, and less of education of trying to maybe make the mark. So, for instance, instead of doing multiple choice, we would do maybe analysis of maybe what happened, what happened, what's happened in Agora, India. So, for instance, mm. my history class like this, we did world in my twelfth grade history class, we did world history, and one of our things was that one of our teachers grew up in India. Mm. He's an American, like he grew up in India as a kid, and every year he takes the school to India for spring break for like three weeks mm-hmm. and during that time people are like everyone comes up with like beautiful stories oh i was in the village for like a week then went to the beach then went here and it's just like mm. more of connection so and one of the things so every class has a theme so for instance the topic was like how does the how does the needs and wants of an individual outweigh the needs and wants of a nation Ooh. or the needs and wants of the society or something like that. So every year... See, every, every that's so much more applicable. It makes and so that's much what, more and sense. That's what, so, that's what that's, so in ninth grade, ninth grade was like community. I think sophomore was like nation. Junior was like country. Yeah. No, junior was like country, but I know senior year was like global. So how does your needs and wants outweigh that? And that was applied in every class from math to history. Some way, somehow. See, now that's dope. For, and, for me, public education was nothing but the numbers. Yeah. How high your GPA is, what's the what and it was grade weird. you get on this test, and like, did or did you not get accepted mm-hmm. into this college? That's all it was. And that's a weird thing. And the thing about that, about the thing was that we didn't even do AP because the school believed that like, there's way more to like learning deeper stuff than AP. So, for instance, we did this book called White Tiger. Uh-huh. Have you read it before? No. So, basically, it's just about it was a guy who was just trying to. Who, ended up from an Indian slum to being a billionaire. And it was basically how did his individual needs outweigh that of the Indian nation? And it was and it was just so many things that made you a deep thinker. And then you go to college now. Uh-oh. You know, yeah. Now you go to college now, and you're like, you're doing multiple choice every class, every test, because no one has time to it's grade just, you. It's a no very has, shallow and yep. hollow type of education. Mm-hmm, and that's, mm-hmm. where, that's what was really getting to me. It yep. was like, I am... So, I don't need, why do I need to pay to take a test? Like, that's all this yep. really is. Like, yep. And then getting to, like, the deeper subjects, it's like, a professor might dabble in it, but they're like, well, I got to get back to, like, teaching the textbook material. Yep. So that's like, but nobody cares, and it's yep. not and relevant. So, that's what, so that was strange. So that was, so, like, over the last couple of months, I've been just, I'm really grateful for my high school for giving me that grounding, because... I have a different way of thinking yeah, in I'm terms of it. So jealous. Yeah, and it was and it was amazing. It was amazing. And right now, the only thing that's really like making me excited in Drexel. Like okay, things are making me excited. But one thing uh-huh. I'm looking forward to is co op. 
and it's more like the real world thing, which which, I which you don't also pay, think which you don't is pay. flawed. It's flawed. Why? Because you're paying to go yeah, work, work for someone else. Where it's like, why do I need to pay you to go do that? Because I think that's society. Because society won't be, listen. If there's someone from Drexel looking for a job, a co-op at Comcast, and a random person, I know. It's very hard for that random person to have My thing guts. is, like, none of us have degrees yet. We're just mm-hmm. in college. My thing is, like, if you really, like, put effort into, like, doing external things and, like, make... Like, if you want to go the corporate path, mm-hmm. which also, if you go to Drexel, you feel like that's the only thing only out thing, there. Yeah. That's all you see is, like, all the companies from Center City are, like, I'm a Johnson Johnson, uh, KPMG. You know, Leslie, I'm just, like... There's so many, especially in Philly, there's so many cool little, like, independent small businesses popping up that are looking for, like, young talent, whether it be, like, marketing or... Um, Finance or something. Yeah, fi- just anything. Yeah. Like, they just need, like, young guys that just have a hustle. A different flavor. Yeah, and, but you never... I've never seen, like, a small startup, like, do a presentation here that's not, like, a Drexel student or, like, oh, here's our success story of yeah. how... You know what I mean? It's just, like, there's so much else out there. I mean, so that's how, one of the things that's, like, even with all, like, all my problems with college, no matter how much, how far I go, I still have, I'm very, I still have that brain that I need to be secured. That being in college is, like, my safe space of, like, success. Or not even necessarily success, but at least knowing that I'm doing shit. Yeah, it's always good to do yeah. something. And, like, my thing is, like, especially when you're young, just go try stuff. Mm-hmm. So... My issue with a lot of universities, though, is that they claim to be nonprofits, first of all, where it's, it's totally oh, a business, yeah, and that there's so much risk put on the student, versus, and the university really absorbs none. Mm-hmm. Like, what is the downside of, like, for me, me going here for three over three years, you know, paying the tuition and, like, taking student loans. And also, it's basically, like, student loans are basically, like, a business loan Mm -hmm. that you can't declare bankruptcy on. Like, they'll follow you until you die if you don't pay. (laughs) That's true. Like, and how that'll affect your mortgage. Like, if you want to take out a mortgage going forth, like, it's a big deal. Like And being international is a different case because, like, I got some financial aid, but then whatever the school told me to pay and I'm going to drugs, so that's what I'm paying every term. I don't, I can't be, like, I'm gonna pay two thousand and pay the next twenty thousand in the next fifty years. Nope. So my parents. So that's why, like my parents are like still in the hustle mode. It's like, bro, like you need to make sure everything, every penny is worth it because we're paying everything up for now. And I'm grateful for that. At the same time, so I'm like, oh, that's a lot of money, because I know I'll be thankful that after the five years here, mm-hmm. I'll go and work. I know my paycheck is going towards rent, investment, or something like that. Meanwhile, my American counterparts are like. Oh, student loan, student loan, student loan, student loan. So that I kind of get where you're coming from as well. That you invest in this time for that that much of investment. It's just yeah, it's hard. It's hard for me to justify, yep. and it's just like where there's, there's no down. I don't see the downside for the university, mm-hmm. other than their stats go down as far as retention. Yep. And I, that's how I just want to. And the excuse I'm getting so far from these college classes and how it's thought is that. Um, we're too big. Like maybe how can a teacher grade a whole analysis and when it's due three days after you took the paper or something like that. So we're going to do multiple choice. They're going to computer grade it and let's see how much you were able to remember and stuff like that. And it just takes me back to high school and how much I really got to appreciate my senior year. Because I got, in junior year, I was there. I was like, I was still in the whole 
could get like multiple choice. Mm. You know A, you know B, get it straight up. So I was like, this school's so weird. And they called the whole thing called Great Journeys. Mm. So everything was connected to the river. Everything was connected to the river. Like mm. how so and we had immersion trips. So this will happen. So maybe the that freshman went to like a nearby community in the in the town. Mm. And they were they went to camp out for like two nights and got to know the individuals there. And uh, sophomores went to like a different city but in Virginia and went mountain climbing and got to know the people there and see the needs and wants and stuff like that. Then juniors got to go to Tangier Island, a sinking island in America that many people probably hmm. know about. Yep. And the seniors went to Washington, D.C. This is dope. To connect, to see exactly what's happening. And I, I know it was like, it's kind of unfortunate because many colleges, when it comes to our school, many people in our schools don't get Ivy Leagues because they're not, they don't know have the AP classes for instance, so maybe they don't have right. the cookie cutter thing. But at the same time, too, I feel like the smartest and most open-minded people I know in America will come from that school just because of how they know how to think now. Right. And it's just, college will just compress them back to the whole square one. Yeah. It's, I agree. And it's just such a, it's just a big transitional phase. I mm-hmm. think they just start with the wrong question. Yeah. Like when, you, I don't know if you get this a lot, but I know it's when I first got here, and especially like going into like my ending year was like, well, what do you want to do? Like, oh, what do you yeah. want to do with your life? life yep. When it's like, I think the question that should be asked is like, who are you as a person? What do you value? What's your character? Because mm-hmm. that'll dictate what Where you, you want to do. If you don't know yourself, then how are you going to commit to a career path? Yep. Maybe we just go with like the flow, financial security. Yeah, I think, but that requires, like, a lot of self-thought, self-critique, which people don't really like doing, mm-hmm. so they just go with the safe bet yep. of completing like. and getting the undergrad degree, yeah. but now, I mean, it's different now, because now, like, okay, go to high school, get good grades there, go to college, get good grades there, and it's like, oh, now you got your undergrad, now you need to go get your graduate. Yep. I'm like, wait, yeah. what? Like, oh, yep. I'm not doing this shit again. I, <laughs> like, I have a friend, in, like, who works in Wall Street in New York, he was telling me how he's seen how irrelevant college degrees are going to be, like, coming, like, it's coming, the, irre- the irrelevancy of college degrees are coming up it's, so it's fast. It's going to be so relevant. You have a massive influx of undergrad degrees yep. in the market. So now, and even when you deflate the price of colleges, it's still significantly more now than it was, like, 10, 15 10 years, years ago. Yep. So you're paying a lot more for a lot less. Mm-hmm. So how does that make sense? Yep, because I'm, I'm looking back and I'm like, in my mom's friend group, like, how many of her friends went to college? Yeah. And probably, like, 50 or less. And I'm coming to, like, their children. Probably, like, 95% of them went to college. So, man, like, so it's like, there's a whole yeah. cycle. And then you have the whole student loan debt. Mm-hmm. It's, like, $1.5 right now. Like, that's stupid. I, I don't know why college. $1.5 trillion of student loan debt in the <laughs> U.S. Like, and people are like, like, if... I, I keep saying this, but you think the 08 real estate market bubble, like when that burst, you think that was bad? You guys better buckle the fuck up. Because once this student loan debt hits the fan and people start defaulting and that bubble burst, mm-hmm. oh yeah. It's gonna That's going to be a massive disruptor. And I think it's going to be to the point where colleges will literally like go, like just stop. Like, stop operating. They, they, people will stop going, first of all. Mm. And I think you'll literally have colleges like, 
basically go bankrupt and it's literally like close up. I, 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 I kind of see that comment as well. Because I feel like... So my thing, but I get that for certain career paths, you just need a degree. You just need a degree. Totally yeah. get it. Medical. But my thing is like, unless you get into like the top, the creme de la creme, the Yales, the Stanford, you know what I mean? Just go to your community college or something. Like in the middle, it just doesn't matter. Even with those ones, I feel like you're playing like, oh, go to Harvard, you're gonna become the best person in the world. And it was like, I mean, those Ivy Leagues. Initially, I told my friends that apart from me knowing I wasn't smart enough on Ivy League, Mm. there's just something about them that just threw me off. Like I do, like if I go to Ivy League, don't get me wrong, I'll be the first person to announce it on social media and like shout outside. But at the same time, too, I'm like. Why are we putting so much worth on them? Like, why are we putting so much worth on organize on such organizations that yeah. the, the Ivy League? So if you go to Ivy League, you're able to get the million dollar check in the first year of working. I don't. It's like, and it's like that's what society have done to them. So that's the power they have. So now they have so much power over you, and the whole college process is even like that's even that's a whole different conversation. Yeah, I mean, like at the end of the day, they're still like very reputable yep. universities, mm-hmm. and they've put they've put out a very high quality candidate. Candidates, yep. Like, it's, they just got good track records. Yep. So, that's the only reason why I consider it versus, like, but even that, I'd just be like, mm-hmm. unless you're giving me, like, a full ride or it's, like, mostly More, paid for, like, I'd still go to, like, the community college that's mm-hmm. maybe, like, six grand for yep. a year or something. Like, and one of the things that. So, I, I literally, all I need to do is check a box on the application. That's it. That's, I want to test the waters on Ivy League for grad school mm-hmm. just, just to just really see. The hype that comes with it, apart from having the name Ivy League attached to my resume, like, mm-hmm. what's the hype? So, you know, it'll be interesting yeah. to know. I don't know. I My older brother went to UPenn, mm. and it was just like, he kind of fell into the same trap in the sense that, like, once he graduated, it was like, okay, like, now what do I actually want to do? Yeah. Like, of course, having the, like, the UPenn name on your resume, like, it was easy, relatively easy for him to get a job and whatnot, but it's like, is it something you actually want to do? And it's like, the way it is, in Ghana, for instance, in Ghana having, like, maybe a British degree or having a degree from America or something like that is the heads up you have. Mm. Instead of, like, like, it's be, like, maybe in America, there's so many colleges, so maybe having mm. Harvard is good. But going to Ghana, Ghana is all about connections, to be honest. Like, if I have an American degree and I know my dad maybe knows someone, maybe my mom knows mm. someone who works at this top firm and he introduces me and stuff like that, it all comes back to me. So I'm telling you, and there's so many colleges coming up in Ghana mm. now, but then unfortunately there's still so much like hype on people who have degrees outside of Ghanaian degrees. Right. And it's, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm glad that your yeah. early education was, but yep. it's, it sounds much more character-based yep. just like taking mm-hmm. tests so i'm jealous of that but again like I, this is why i think it's so important to have these conversations yep. and a big reason why i make this podcast because just put a platform where it's very accessible and like so you know the next generation of coming into like and debating the college things like get the actual version yep. of it versus mm-hmm. like the pretty version that yep. ever the and it's unfortunate because some like, people will never get until they test the water like some people, like yeah, some, yep. like me, I just had to, yep. I had to go do it and figure it out. Yep. But I don't if I can prevent at least let just one person, person. from doing the same thing. <laughs> that's a win for me. Okay. So that's just my thing. So on that note, we got to get out of here. 
appreciate you coming on. No so I just want to give you time to plug your social media or any stuff like that. I always give my guests the time to do that. No problem. So if you want to follow me on Instagram, just go Andrew. And my last name is A-N-T-U-W-I. That's all on Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter. I don't even have Twitter. No, no. Yeah. Just and he'll be tagged in all yep. the promo content, so, too. So you can look at that. Thank right you too. for having me. Appreciate it. And no that was some real shit. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you would, please like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. It would really mean a lot. If you want to follow me on Instagram and Twitter, my handle is at reallyrealshit underscore. If you want to send me any messages, feedback, or comments, you can email me at mark, M-A-R-C, at therealitycheck.biz because I'm about my business.
Thanks so much for listening, guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Reality Check. If you want to follow Nas Graphics, you can follow him at nas.gfx. That's nas.graphics. And then if you want to follow me or send me any feedback, you can follow me at reallyrealshit underscore. And my email is mark at therealitycheck.biz because I'm about my business.